As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 215. Talking to your kids about money. Hey Money Clan, a warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. Sir Kate, today we're going to have a look at the impact that it really has when you chat to your kids about money. And long story short, it really sets them up for success. Well, talking about money then. Yeah, like <laughs> if it's something that you chat about in the household, they're more likely to know what's going on. Yeah, like have a fine idea of it. They don't have to know deep dive when they're eight or nine. But to have an idea that, you know, you use money to pay for things and money literally does not grow on the trees out back is a very important stepping stone. Yeah, it totally is. So before we dive into today's show, if you have kids, do you chat them about money? We'd love to know. Hit us up on Instagram. It's at Chain of Wealth on Instagram. All right, Kate, you ready to dive right in? Yes. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate. So chatting to kids about money. So what are your thoughts on the topic? Do you think that's important, not important? Where do you stand? Well, I think everybody can probably kind of figure my thoughts, but I'll put it out there anyway. I obviously think that talking to kids about money is really important. I mean, that is like my two lives put together, right? Like I teach during the day, <laughs> I podcast about money at night. I think both are very important to know about. So yes, I think that people should be talking to their kids about money. Do I think that it can vary based on their age? For sure, definitely. But I do think that you can be talking to kids, even little guys, you know, four or five years old about basic things and teaching them how to count money and, you know, them knowing that that dollar has a value to it is very important because 
as much as I want to say that, you know, teachers are perfect and we get everything done all the time and every single kid and there's every single thing that we've ever planned for them to know. We're not perfect and we need the help from parents. Yeah, that definitely does make sense. And Kate, like, I just want to um, rehash one of um, our previous podcast guests. And she was on the show a long time ago. It was Erin Lowry from uh, Broke, Broke Millennial. Yeah, that was a really long time ago. Almost two years ago. It's crazy. So anyway, like her story really resonated with me. And I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, so... Her story really resonated with me. It was, you know, she wanted to start a business as a kid and her dad was super duper supportive and, you know, got on board and everything else. And he helped her like buy the stuff that she needed to sort of like get ready to sell it and help set up the store to sell and everything else. And her sister helped a little bit and everything else. And once all was said and done, she made a little bit of a profit. I think she said it was like $30 or something. I remember it was enough to buy two Super soaker water gun. Yeah. So she was super pumped. And her, then her dad was like, uh-uh-uh, not so fast. There's something called taxes. And there's something called, you know, paying for like the supplies and paying your sister for help and everything else. And her $30 turned into, I think she said it was like 10 when everything mm-hmm. was gone. So like, she felt robbed. She felt robbed. And she felt like, you know, she'd worked for this money. But you know, the thing is, Kate, at the end of the day, that's life. Like mm-hmm. you may be making a hundred dollars gross, but once everyone gets their share out of it, and I'm not just talking about the obvious deductibles, like, you know, the taxing authorities and everyone else. I'm talking about like paying for your mortgage and then you have got to pay for food and then everyone takes their cuts. And then the tiny little bit left over is effectively what you get to have. You get the pennies at the end. Exactly. And, you know, I think especially when you're a bit younger and sort of receiving your first kind of paychecks. I know I was like this. I'm like, oh, I've got so much money and everything else. In retrospect, it was nothing. It was total peanuts on an entry level salary. (laughs) But, you know, you think you're the king of the world and then you're like, oh, I have bills now? (laughs) What is that about? Yeah, I also remember my first job was at McDonald's when I was... 14 or 15? That was my first paid job. I had obviously, you know, endangered servant jobs around the house in the neighborhood but way before that. But uh, I remember I talked to somebody and I don't know why I remember this, but she told me that her parents make her save 50% of her paycheck. Right. And at the time I was like aghast. Oh my goodness. Like your parents are so mean. Like you have to save half of it. Yeah. Like you're not making that much to begin with. And we only get paid every two weeks. So like, what do you do? And I remember she was like very fine point about it. And she said, well, my parents told me that if I learn now to live off half of my earnings, then I will be set for the future. Yeah. And it's totally true. And at the time I was just like, "Mm, well, I'm really glad my mom doesn't make me do that. (laughs) And now how the tide has turned. I'm sure that I don't even remember that kid's name, but I'm sure that they probably didn't have student loans or they're in a very well off financial set right now. Yeah. So this moves perfectly into the next topic area. And that's what about an allowance? You know, 
Like, do you just like sort of hand out an allowance to your kid? Like, obviously having some spending money as a kid can be nice. You know, you can save up for various toys that you might want. But what are your thoughts about that? Can I be completely honest? I'd with you? love for you to be honest. This is why we podcast. <laughs> I have, and we've actually never talked about this. No, before. we haven't. So this is like a really uh, authentic conversation. I have mixed feelings on allowances. Okay. So part of me feels like they're a kid. They should learn about money. They should learn to, you know, help around the house. And, you know, you should get paid for what you're doing. And you're a kid, so you can't go out and you can't make real money. Right? Yeah. So, of course, like an allowance would make sense. But then the other part of me feels like, well, you're part of the family. You live here. Everybody shares the responsibility. Why should you get paid for taking out the trash? And I don't get paid for grocery shopping, doing the laundry, folding it, putting it away, vacuuming and dusting and doing everything else probably behind you because you're not going to do it thoroughly anyway. Can I be honest? <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, well, you're earning some money, so you must start paying rent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think that. But I, I do feel like, you know, they're a kid. You got to give them a chance and you have to let them learn. But at the same time, you are part of the family and this is a family responsibility. We all need to do at least a little bit of a part. And I even remember when I was a kid, you know, my mom would even say like, everybody in the house has a job. Like even the dog, the dog was the security system. Yeah. And he had to keep like the burglars out. Yeah. He had a job. And my mom would always say, everybody has a job. And if you don't do your job, then you're in trouble. And you're letting everyone down. Exactly. So I actually have really mixed feelings about it. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I also think that definitely, you know, there's a time and a place for it and sort of trying to, you know, encourage your kids to, you know, be financially responsible is a good idea. I definitely do think that there is tough love, which is definitely needed at some point. And, you know, I'm going to give a brief example. So one of my friends, his dad actually started charging him rent, like straight out of him turning 18 years old. He was like, all right, well, you're 18 now. I thought you were going to be like when he was seven. <laughs> no, 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 no. So when he was like, look, you're still a kid really at 18, right? So, yeah. but like this example can be applied to anything. So 18 years old and he starts to charge him rent, like full on. All right, you're now going to be paying, let's say, I don't know, like $400 in rent a month to, to live in this house, you know, and that goes towards your room. Does, and, but can I interject? This may be completely off topic, but then did he still have to abide by all the house rules? Like my yes. house, my rule? Yep. And he had to pay there? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he basically had to, but here's what the, the parent did is he took that rent money and put it in an investments account for him without telling the kid. And the idea was that all right, well, I'm going to start investing this money and show you how much money you've technically, you could have saved had you been putting this money away. And it, it's sort of like a hard lesson to, like, well, it's literally like tough love because you're like, all right, well, I'm going to charge you rent. But on the other side, you're actually building up a bit of a nest egg for them, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. I can see the point. I feel like personally for me, that would not have worked well, with yeah. my personality, but I definitely looking from an adult's point of view, 
I'm able to appreciate that. Another thing that I never really got since we're on the topic of this, I was never that kid. And again, I was always jealous of this kid that would get paid for good grades. In my house, I was thankful to not get in trouble. (laughs) Like, I don't want to get spanked, so I'm not going to come home with Rod. anything lower than a B. I struggled in school a little bit, so A's and B's were good for me. And yeah. So when I would have friends that were like, oh, I got straight A's. I'm getting $200. I was just like, oh, my goodness. If I got straight A's, I just wouldn't get yelled at. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually love one of the chats a little bit more about this topic. But really quick, we're just going to take a very quick break and say a very big thanks to our sponsor. Kate, our sponsor today is Masterworks, which allows ordinary people to invest in blue chip art investments. You know, Dan, I think this is such a cool idea because typically whenever you think of investing in art, you think of the people who are like super duper wealthy, like multimillionaires. And now regular old Joes like me and you can invest in, you know, a Pablo Picasso or a Monet or, you know, other huge art name. Yeah, Kate, it really is a great opportunity. And at Chain of Wealth, we talk about the importance of diversifying all the time. So if you want to have a look at art, it is definitely a great investment to make. And in fact, it's outperformed the S&P 500 by over 250% since 2000. Yeah, I was going to mention that, that it's not just a recent thing. Since 2000, it has outperformed the S&P year after year after year, and it's a significant difference. Yeah, it's really cool. The minimum investment is $1,000. If you do have cash laying around that you're looking to put to use, definitely consider investing. You can head on over to chainofwealth.com forward slash art. That's chainofwealth.com forward slash art. If you use that link, you will skip the wait list of over 17,000 people. So definitely check it out. And if you want to invest in art, this is definitely where you want to go. For sure. All right, Kate. So chatting about, you know, like getting good grades and stuff, like should grades be a way to motivate kids? Because like, I mean, I kind of get the argument that, you know, if you incentivize them with, hey, for every A, you're going to get like 50 bucks or whatever, um, or however much the value is in your house. It was much less than 50 bucks in my home. It was more like, Wait, I don't know. So like, you got paid for good grades. Oh, no. Th- there was the household policy. I just never made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> my sister Thanks. got really wealthy off it. <laughs> for those who don't know my sister, which is probably 99% of people listening to this. She, she, poor thing, never even gets talked about. Well, she is a, yeah, she is very well educated. She is like a doctor slash nuclear science No, if we're going to be 100% honest, we're just going to put it out there. Dennis's sister is the girl that everybody hates secretly because she is brilliant and beautiful and kind and every other good kind of adjective you could imagine. And it's just like, oh, come on, girl. Like, be fat or ugly or have a (laughs) snaggletooth or something like. Yeah. So that is Dennis's sister. Anyway, we digress. But um, yeah, like effectively you did get rewarded and like a lot of homes do live by that. But, you know, if 
if you are a child that is not motivated by such things, and look, I was that kid. I was able to put in very little effort and do well in school. I but you. I never worked hard enough to really get the marks that I could have. It was always like, oh, Dennis could achieve better, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how I went through school. Um, stuff changed around in college, obviously. But um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of had to. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely do get the arguments of incentivizing them. But maybe if that doesn't work, you can maybe look at other ways to incentivize them. Like like we said earlier, like jobs around the house. You know, that can be a great way to say, hey, you want to earn some extra money? Here it is. I feel like when we have children, it's going to be very funny. Because I don't feel the same way. In what way? Well, school is their job. So you have to go and do your job. And I'm not paying you for good grades. I expect good grades. I never said I was on board with the idea. Oh. (laughs) I was just talking about what happened in my home. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I guess, thankfully, we have years for that to, to iron itself out. So it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I think... Overall, because the whole purpose of this whole conversation was teaching children how about money and how in your family you decide for the child to make money is completely obviously up to you there. We've talked about it. Grades, chores. I'm feeling a little bit like a dictator because I apparently don't want to pay for anything. But I think it is important. And they also learn you know, just simple, basic things like debt and interest and just they don't have to know how to calculate it, but just know the general idea like, oh, if I put money into a special account, it can grow by itself. Yeah. Or, ooh, if I overextend and I don't have enough, I can go into what is called debt and then I'm constantly paying people back. Right, yeah. And... A quick story for that. Last year, we talked about debt in one of our reading books that we were reading in class. And it was, I don't know, like a Beverly Cleary book or something. And the kid went into debt. And it was it turned into this whole great mini lesson. And half the kids in my class had no clue. And to see them like, oh... You mean you have to pay it back when you don't have the money? It's like, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, oh, my goodness. You could see their little eyes just like grow so big. Yeah. It's like, why would anyone do that? And yet that's how most society is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. So I got another one for you. What about encouraging them to start their own business of sorts? You know, like maybe some kind of a, I don't know, like some, you know, like a lawn service or maybe um, buying and selling secondhand goods or whatever it is. It's actually really funny that you bring that up because I had a conversation with a parent of a student of mine a while ago and I stumbled across a website today, actually, while I was perusing Pinterest. And there was a website and I don't remember the name of the website, but I'm sure if you go on Pinterest and you do a good search, you can find it. But it is exactly that. And they sell like little starter business kits for kids to, you know, create a plan and market it and how they would sell it and how they would make a prototype and all that kind of stuff. And I think that is the way that I would encourage my child 
to be because you have your home responsibilities and you have your school responsibilities. And if you want money, then you have to figure out a way. Yeah. And like, I also think like learning early in life that, you know, like exactly what that sort of a space is, like it's basically directly proportions how much work you put into it. Mm -hmm. You know, like the more you focus on something, the better you get at a certain thing. And, you know, that that's also a big life lesson you can teach them. But Kate, I also think that like just generally having conversations about money with your kids. So maybe you chat about what you're doing with your money and why you're doing certain things, obviously at age appropriate levels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to kind of let your kids know what's going on with you. And also, you know, like maybe it could help you out later in life. Like, hey, um, you know, I'm trying to pay for your student loans that are coming up and I'm trying to set up a 529 plan for you. And this is why, you know, we don't go out and spend lots of money because we are saving so that you don't have to have student loans or whatever that particular topic is, explaining the rationale to them so that they sort of understand, I think it's quite an important lesson. And I think, and I know everybody here has heard it, but kids are smarter than what we give them credit for. Um, They are shocking. So I feel like if you sit down and you do talk to them like they're actually people, they're going to get it. Especially yeah. if if you say it to them over and over again, they're eventually it's going to click and they're going to understand. And that will give them a bit of a, an appreciation and a, some more gratitude for things that they do get to have. Yeah, definitely. So guys, once again, if you enjoyed today's podcast, we would love to keep you updated about the latest podcast episodes that we do release. If you'd like to jump on our mailing list, you can head on over to chainofwealth.com and you can fill in the little sign up bar, send us your email address and we will let you know when we are releasing new episodes and new content. We do have some content that is only available to our subscribers. So definitely sign up for the mailing list. And once again, if you did enjoy today's episode, let us know on Instagram. We do read all of our DMs and we really appreciate everyone that reaches out to us. And we and personally reply to them usually. We do. Usually on my teaching breaks. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll catch you next time on another episode of Chain of Wealth. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 